Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk. Straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's Football on the Know with Jim and Joe. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Football on the Know. I am Jim McFeen. Alongside of me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Nodals? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the Know show. We are locked and loaded, ready to go. Super excited. It is September 1st. We are in the month of football. Cannot wait. September 9th is kickoff Thursday night football. Can't wait. We're all psyched here. Can't wait. So we're going to, we're going to be talking about the NFC conference right uh, pretty soon. But before we do, where are we getting to? Oh, well, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. We just had cut day. So it, we, we saw teams draw it from about thir- uh, 80 guys down to their 53-man roster. Uh, some surprises out there for, for cuts. Definitely surprises. Probably yeah. nothing more surprising to the football world, I think, out there than it, what happened when we heard the news when Cam Newton, after they named yeah. the starter for right. the New England Patriots to be Mac Jones, shortly after we hear that Cam Newton was released by the New England Patriots, Joe. Well, I mean, it wasn't a surprise for us that Mac Jones was named the starter. However, it was a little bit of a surprise for Cam Newton to to be flat out cut. Uh, And and there's some things that we're going to have to bring up about this whole situation is because a lot of people are up in arms over this. Uh, Can't believe Cam Newton's cut for one is kind of like a little bit of shock to New England fans or even Cam Newton fans for that matter. Uh, But quite honestly, when you go to look at it for what it is, listen, Mac Jones just flat out beat out Cam Newton for that starting job. And the reason being is because, quite frankly, the, the New England Patriots, besides what you've seen last season with Cam Newton, this season they wanted to get back to their old school ways of how they ran their offense traditionally. So, And Cam Newton doesn't quite fit that that niche at the quarterback position for the Patriots to be able to go back to those uh, back to the, the, the game plans and the offensive uh, plays that they used to call. So it doesn't do them well enough. Uh, so Mac, here comes Mac Jones. I know he's a rookie comes in and we thought that this is, was a, a very big possibility. That's the whole reason why they drafted Mac Jones because he fits the quarterback position exactly the way they needed a quarterback to do. So, so, Mac Jones comes in, very fast processor, mentally, diagnoses the defense, gets rid of the football quickly, is accurate, is more mobile than he looks, and uh, just ended up beating out Cam's, you know, just straight up. So uh, Cam Newton, and here's here's the thing, too, is you got to remember, the reason why Cam Newton got cut is not just because he lost the starting gig, but also the Patriots don't want to pay his salary as just a backup uh, for the New England Patriots. They're, they're looking to try, try to like kind of save some cap space there. So that's another reason why you saw Cam Newton exit New England in favor of the other young quarterbacks like Stidham and so forth. So, yes, people are going to raise their arms and say, well, Cam Newton's a better quarterback than those backup guys. Well, okay, technically he is better talent-wise, but as far as fitting that niche that the, the Patriots want to get back to on offense, not quite. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got uh, Mike Tackett in the house with us tonight. Yeah, What's going go, on, Mike? Mike, he's there. He says Patriots just signed Garrett Gilbert as QB2, and that's amazing. You want to bring up Garrett, Garrett Gilbert. I think he did, did a great job in he had the a great uh, outing, preseason, yeah. and uh, I'm surprised that the Cowboys didn't keep him around uh, because the way they they, they were uh, playing and with the, the issues with 
with Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and the way he performed, I think he did better than Cooper rush and they uh, hang on to him and grab them uh, there for, for Dallas and hang on to him. I think he just outperformed him. It would have been a better backup for that situation. So the fact now that the Patriots go out and get Garrett Gilbert, I think that's a great pickup for them. Uh, and, and, and when you talk about Cam Newton here and, and the issues, we're, we're hearing things now too, that perhaps it was a, um, a, a vaccination no. issue here where he wasn't vaccinated. He was continuously getting COVID uh, multiple times here. It could be a threat as you're starting quarterback to your team or even being on the team. That's why he was released. And Bill Belichick quickly shut that down when he was interviewed by Pro Football Talk today. And he basically flat out when I asked him if he got cut because that Bill Belichick says, says no. Uh, and and, you know, it, when people will try to say also that of the fact that Bill Belichick, well, he's not going to tell you what he's really thinking, stuff like that. He would have just ignored it if he was just trying to hide something and do this. He's just telling you straight up and straight up facts about about that. Plus, we're even hearing issues with other players um, uh, on other teams having issues with perhaps uh, personnel or coaching, maybe saying that they have gotten cut. And that was a, a vaccination issue here and they're, they're ready to file grievances. Um but Bill, Bill Belichick just says it right there. He's like, listen, and you could see it with Mac Jones. Like Joe and I talked about it before the draft. It seemed like he had all the tangibles that fit this team. We expected them to draft him. They did. And Bill Belichick says, hey, I threw them both out there, gave them both a chance. Cam was our guy until we got our guy here. And we wanted to see how he developed. And throughout the games, especially that Philadelphia game, he started to perform better and he fits the system better. He fits what they do a lot better. And all they were just wanting to see is how ready he was. And they feel that they're comfortable with him moving forward. And now even though they have a, a few other uh, quarterbacks there now uh, underneath him for a backup just in case. Uh, but they feel comfortable and confident in what he could provide. And if you want to take a look at Cam Newton's stats here last year with the with the Patriots, this is what they're looking at too as well. I mean, he had a seven and eight record, and he was gone uh, uh, for a little bit because of the the COVID. But uh, Pat Pat pass yards, you know, to only twenty six hundred or so rushing yards, you know, decent amount there. But look at the passing touchdowns. He had eight passing touchdowns. 12 running, so he was able to do some stuff on his legs, but then 10 INTs. And when you think of quarterback, you have to think he's got to have more touchdowns than interceptions here for your team because the QB rating there also as well, 82.9. That's not really successful, and that's not what the Patriots really want to do. They know their system. Cam Mm -hmm. Newton didn't fit it. They adjusted because they had him, and he was the best quarterback available in the market at the time, and now that's that. Right. Uh, Mike Tackett's here with us here again. He says, have you guys watched any of this year's hard knocks with the Cowboys? I miss the OG hard knocks no. so much better. Gilbert was great. Will, will Greer uh, will be better, a better fit in Dallas. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Will Greer, they pick him up uh, yep. after he, he was just cut. recently cut yep. from the Panthers. So, yeah, I mean, better fit works out for the Cowboys. And, and that's probably why you saw the Cowboys uh, got, got rid of uh, some of the backups that were behind Dak Prescott. Even though they kind of showed some potential, they showed some promise. But you know, Danucci's another he guy that ended up is. getting cut, mm-hmm. and uh, and they and they just cleared the space, and they end up picking up Will Greer. So kudos to the Cowboys. But as far as hard knocks goes, no, I didn't check out. Listen, the Cowboys already had a hard knocks season. Uh, come on, we can't do retread teams anymore. You got to go with a brand new team. I would have definitely tuned in had it be a new team to hard knocks, but. 
to rehash the Cowboys again? I mean, I don't know, man. We've already been there, done that. Let's go to a new franchise. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't watched Hard Knocks in, I don't know, who knows, a long time. I don't watch a lot of TV. So for me, I think I remember the first season when the Cowboys were in it. And then I that might have been all I've ever watched <laughs> was some parts, some parts of it. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff. Uh, but right. again, you do get to see a little bit behind the scenes and all Which that is stuff. Cool. I understand. Uh, yeah. But again, I always said, too, I don't understand the whole fact that why are they here? Like, was it a third time now, too? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, when there's other teams out there, yeah. unless every yeah. other team, it yep. just said, no, we're not, we don't want this. True. Um, but uh, as far as even seeing uh, Gilbert behind the scenes too, as well, and the way he's played again, I think it's a great pickup by the Patriots. And like Joe said, also with Cam Newton uh, being able to cut that money too, as well, you you don't want to have your quarterback paying, paying him this much. And then you've got your starter, you know, less than that as well. And just hanging on to him, especially when, I think really when you look at Cam Newton in the back too, as a backup quarterback, I don't really see him as that type of uh, guy that's going to be that veteran quarterback, that the character that's going to teach uh, your rookie some of the ways of being a quarterback and things like that um, and help just to get him uh, more involved and and better, you know, and make him a better quarterback. Yeah. To help him be a tutor for Mac Jones, to help him develop, to help him get better. Like, you know, Mac Jones could come off the field and be like, Hey Cam, what did you see that that I didn't see vision wise? Like, did you see the defense do something different that I didn't see? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Questions that that a young quarterback can come over to a, a, a veteran on the sideline and be able to ask him much like you see the situation in Chicago. Whereas, uh, Justin Fields is the rookie quarterback doesn't right now doesn't seem like he'll be the starter but in that same situation if Dalton was still to be there he could come over to Dalton and ask him what did you see here what did I do wrong what did I do right what can I work on and get some feedback that way from a from a quarterback a veteran quarterback so yeah I mean it's, it's very simple Patriots moved on from Cam because one because he didn't fit their offensive system Going back a year, they had to make some adjustments. Like Jim said, they made some adjustments for Cam Newton to come on board and to be somewhat successful for them. This year, they were looking to get back to that offensive philosophies that they used to really, you know, stay true to. And in doing so, Cam Newton is not part of that equation to fit that mold. So Mac Jones comes in, rightfully wins the job. I mean, did you, did anybody pay attention to the Patriots offseason? I mean, Mac Jones legitimately won that job uh great decision maker was accurate with his throws got the ball out when he needed to and cam newton is oh has always been seen as more of a runner which is not what the patriots want to do going forward and here you have it so cam's out max in Let's go, New England. Let's go. Here we go. And now Mac, uh, Mike Tackett says uh, Cam is a Mrs. Doubtfire with shoulder pads and an ego. Uh, the best thing for the <laughs> franchise was cutting him. And, and that's right. that's the thing, too. And, that's and you got that, all that big ego. Right. You, got the, you got the big attitude when things aren't going right. And you kind of saw glimpses of that last season got time for that. In, in, the, in pressers after the game when they didn't win. They didn't pull out a win. Cam Newton had a hard time getting rid of the foot, uh, getting either getting rid of the football or was too busy holding on to the football in, in terms of waiting to be able to run. So um, you saw a lot of a lot of situations last season with Cam that would probably have played out better had they had a quarterback uh, that could that could run their original off- offensive system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's something that was 
really gathering the headlines again, as far as the vaccinations uh, situation too, a, a lot of people were trying to point at the vaccination, say, this is the problem. And then it contradicts to what we're hearing now. Cause now another aspect of this whole scenario is where is he going to go? He says he, you know, over Twitter and everything, he's going to be all right. Blah, blah, he's keeping his head up. Um, but instantly you have heard, you know, chatter. Like, oh, now maybe the Dallas Cowboys are interested. You know, it's like, oh, if there, maybe if there's injuries with, with, you know, Dak Prescott, how bad is it? Do they bring Cam Newton then? And other teams that are looking for quarterbacks obviously are going to be part of the conversation. Yeah. But then that clashes with that narrative that you're trying to paint here about, uh, the anti-vaxxer, uh, and because the Cowboys and Jerry Jones has been really strong about it to where I think is a hundred percent of the Cowboys are, I think it was pretty strong. I know one of those teams went die hard on it. Um, yeah, they're and, not a hundred percent. There's it, only been one franchise that wasn't what, the Cowboys. Was it, what was it again? I can't remember, but, um, but then again, something, uh, Brian Flores and the Dolphins has been hardcore about it too. And all those teams that, that have been looking right. for quarterbacks or Deshaun Watson to be available. Right. Yeah. That's going to be in the conversation here, but it is. But when you look at it and you and you look at the timing again, I mean, it's cuts. Season's going to start uh, cut, next yeah. Thursday, right. so I don't think teams are going to say, "Oh, here you go, here is a playbook, and this now you're going to be our guy." I think as as injuries full unfold and here and there or whatever, there might be a potential for him to come back into this league and things, but. I think that's more of a sit and wait it out type of deal. I mean, it's not a, a thing where like he's banished from the league right, or anything because right. he's been cut from the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's most likely he'll get another opportunity, right. but it may not be in a starter, starter role. situation. It yes. may be come in, learn our system, be our our backup in case our right. guy goes down with an injury. Right. And it's going to. I think it's going to be more about Cam and his and him to be able to come to that realization of now being in this stage of his career in the latter part, being 30 plus years old, uh, he might have to, you know, kind of swallow that, that big pill of, of just coming into that realization of, Hey, listen, okay. I've had a good career up to this point. Maybe it's time to, if I want to keep playing and I still have that passion, like it looks like he does, then maybe he has to embrace that backup role and become more of a tutor slash, uh, ready, ready, willing, and able type of guy. So, uh, for Cam, I think it might be difficult to get to that that uh, you know that decision for him. But when he does, I th I feel like you'll see a lot more teams out there willing to bring him in, whether it be for workouts. And then if the workouts go well, then maybe they can pull off a signing and, and get him in there. And if that is to happen for him, that's when you're going to see him take a little bit of a backseat. Uh, we know that he's very you know flashy kind of guy lo loves fashion loves to be you know he has that ego that he likes to maintain however i feel like it'll be it'll be good for him as a player to grow even further even though it's latter part of, the, of his career i feel like he can still become a better player for some other team as a backup i i feel like that it, and then you bring up teams that could possibly bring him in uh, everybody's going to throw this out there and I, I think why not is washington you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is there right now. He has been declared the starter, rightfully so. They did re-sign uh, Tyler Heineke for a three-year extension because they really like the potential in that kid. But after that, there's really nothing there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if you were able to bring in a Cam, and I understand when you bring in a Cam Newton, it's going you ha your offensive philosophies have to change a little bit. Uh, so 
just like what the Patriots had to do and make adjustments, a team that brings him in, if they need him to start, if he needs to go in, uh, they're going to have to make some adjustments there too and allow him to be him, allow him to be that mobile threat slash uh, quarterback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a um, lot of different, you know, situations that can, can arise until Cam does sign elsewhere. And maybe he just takes a seat and just waits for that opportunity. Like, like you mentioned, an injury with a guy going down, or if a player that they project as a starter doesn't perform very well, I mean, take Ryan Fitzpatrick again, right, right? If he doesn't perform up to their standards and cannot put points on the board and do, and, and turns the ball over, mm-hmm. then maybe they reach out to a Cam Newton that can mm-hmm. shake things up and, and probably uh, make the team, make the offense even better. Yeah, absolutely. When you're just looking at, you know, a Tyler Heineke back there, you know, again, still young and, and, and developing, um, but. That again fits like that, but again, I don't think that's going to happen right away. It's going to be more in the future. No, we got to let the dust so, kind of settle yeah. in terms of all these cuts. Because listen, teams right now, I mean, after these cuts have gone down, now teams are starting to look at who's out there the league right now because yeah. there were some surprise cuts. There's some guys that maybe have a, a lot of talent, but they just couldn't make the roster because that certain position was overwhelmed with talent. So they end up get yeah, they're out there free agents right now. Uh, teams are going to be looking to sign some players from other teams. And listen, here's the other thing, too, is just because a player is signed to a practice squad, they can still be signed by another team. The only difference is if that happens, that player has to then go right directly to the 53-man roster, mm-hmm. and they got to cut somebody else to make room for him. So mm-hmm. um, very interesting stuff that could happen. Uh, so we'll have to stay tuned in the next coming week. I mean, in trades galore. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. The past, trades the past week yeah, has absolutely. been, and they're not blockbuster trades. They're not like crazy ridiculous, but a lot of highly talented players on the move to different teams. Once again, you look at the Jets, mm-hmm. who ha- they they happen to lose their big star-studded defensive end, and in turn call up Houston, and be like, "Hey, uh, we like uh, that Shaq Lawson kid that you have. What's it going to take?" Here, nothing. nothing. Okay, here, he here's here's yeah. nothing. We'll take some mm-hmm. more talent away from Houston, and then. Uh, and we'll move on, move on with our day. So uh, there's been a ton of trades. They've been kind of like on the low to mid grade type of scale. Uh, but nonetheless, teams always looking to improve. And it shows you this week how, how it all fo- unfolds. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about looking to improve. I want to tell you about our friends at Mohawk Honda at Freeman's Bridge Road. I get to take a look at this place every time I go to work. Like I work right almost across the street here at Freeman's Bridge Road every day at Mohawk Honda. I get to see all the inventory that they have, Joe. Right now, there's a shortage in the market due to COVID and all that nonsense, mm-hmm. but not at Mohawk Honda. There's acres and acres of, of cars of pre-owned, brand new, whatever you want. Different makes and models, too, not just even Hondas. Uh, trades, they want your trade. You hear about these other dealers out there. Say, hey, we'll give you what we want your car right now. We'll give you a top dollar, da, da, da. Okay, sure. Then what happens after they do that? So they give you some. <laughs> all right, well, you have nothing for me to buy right here. There's not a whole lot of selection. So what do I do now? Now I have to go somewhere else now, too. And what are they going to do? Well, why don't you save yourself all the visits? Go down to Mohawk Honda here at uh, Freeman Bridge Road. Check it out. They'll give you an estimate on, on what your car's worth. They'll give you top dollar for it. Mm-hmm. And then 
take a look at the car that's out there on the lot. You know, they want to put you in the car that fits you, that you want, that when you drive out of there, you're happy, you're ecstatic. You got rid of the other car and now you're in something that you feel great about driving out of here. Not something that, well, this is what your budget probably is going to fit. Or they even try and stretch it where, oh, this is a little out of what you want. You could get this for this much. And uh, let me see if I can work on that payment. Yeah, whatever. Don't deal with any of that crap. Just go here. Check out my boys there at Mohawk Honda, where they go out of their way to please you. That's right, Joe. <laughs> Mohawk Honda. I mean, I love that place. I go there, I get Excellent. my oil changed, everything. Yeah, uh, and it's funny because service. I just I just recently drove by there. Yeah. Uh, I know you work down that way, but uh, I just recently drove by there uh, to go do a fantasy draft, by the yes. way. And uh, in passing, it's no lie. I mean, they got the most inventory I've ever seen any kind of dealership in mm-hmm. the capital region have. Mm-hmm. Uh I was actually surprised when I go by because you hear that you hear this all the time, like, oh, we have the best. We have the most. We we, we're we're there for you with that type of thing. But then when you drive by, uh, it just goes to show you that they're they're not lying. They definitely have the most inventory. It is absolutely insane how many cars they have compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even close. And so also then down the road, they also have the repair shop too. So if you have any kind of things like that, just right next to it is another building where they can handle your repairs. You've been in an accident, stuff like that. They definitely take care of Mohawk Honda where they go out there way to please you. One other note, too, that's uh, some news we wanted to bring up to you guys. We have it in a little bit, but Smoky Bones is going to be your home for Monday Night Football and Godzilla Media. That's where you are a part of right now. So Monday Night Football in the Albany region, the capital region here. If you're out and about Monday night, you want to check out some, some Monday Night Football, go to Smoky Bones. Um, Godzilla Media would be there, either us or one of our other members here. Come out, say hi, enjoy the game, and have some fun. Definitely. Great barbecue. Bones. Oh, yeah. Great definitely. stuff. Great food Dude, there. The TV's right it's there. At your, your, yeah, they got your, TV's uh, all over the place. And everything yeah. time too. It's awesome. Good times. All right, so we've been going through the last week. We did the whole AFC, and we picked our division predictions here, our leaders. Uh, so this, this week, right before the season gets started here, mm-hmm. we're going to dive into our, our NFC predictions. And then next week, we're going to get geared up for the season. And we're really excited then. Super but, excited. So we're going to start off right now here with the NFC East. Now, Joe, let's take a look at your picks and what you have for the NFC East here. NFC East, uh, I got the Washington uh, football team ended up taking this division. I mean, we've seen what they could do last season uh, just on defense. And, and their biggest weakness was the offensive side of the ball. They definitely improved, uh, you know, tenfold going into this season. Uh, they were they were lacking in receiving receiving help. They had just had Terry McLaurin. What did they do? They go out and they sign Curtis Samuel. They got some young studs behind him that are up mm-hmm. and coming, looking to make an impact. And then Antonio Gibson at running back, uh, a guy who's coming back from injury, looks to really kind of show out this season what he can do for the whole year. Uh, and in all the offensive linemen that were hurt last year, all back healthy again, and they add Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's right, the man with the magic plan uh, to come into Washington and hopefully escalate that offense uh, going for this upcoming season. Uh, behind them, uh, I have what did I have? I have uh, what? Who do you have next? I got the Giants. You have the Giants next. Uh, so That's the right. Gi- the Giants. Listen, they made a lot of improvement. We saw how good they were. Last year on their defensive side, uh, they were a little bit lacking on offense because, they, listen, they didn't have Barkley. They didn't have uh, any any uh, deep weapons on the, on the wide receiver at the wide receiver position. But what they did have is uh, uh, improving team, especially on defense. They looked 
big time in adding guys like a Dory Jackson to fill a cornerback role and other players to make this defense even better. And on offense, they could bring in Kenny Galladay. They have Darius Slayton back once again, Sterling Shepard. They draft Kadarius Toney looking to make big improvements here. Their offensive line has got to step up big time this season in order for them to get a little bit farther. And really everything hinges on, you know, on the, on their quarterback. He cannot afford to make turnovers, cannot afford to make bad mistakes. This team is, could contend for this division, but it all depends on Daniel Jones and what he can do this season. And then the Eagles, listen, the Eagles that were heavily banged up last year. Now that they're returning, they decided they're going to roll with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. They have a couple of young uh, receivers and Don, Devontae Smith that they drafted this past draft. And Jalen Rieger the year before, looking to come back, make an impact with both tight ends, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard returning as well. Miles Sanders, the defense got improved. They're healthier. So I feel like they're going to end up there somewhere in the middle of the pack there. And yes, you might be surprised to see the Cowboys on the bottom for me. And here's the reason why. Yeah, despite that coming back. But listen, Dak isn't coming back 110% just yet. Uh, he still had what sounds like he's still have a little bit of issues with his throwing shoulder and it might bleed into uh into the middle of, the, of this year which kind of concerns me a little bit of his durability coming in this season not to mention all, behind an offensive line that was heavily injured last season isn't the most reliable independent coming into this year so they didn't really make a whole lot of improvements and with these guys returning like a tyron smith who really hasn't been in the lineup that that much the past two, three years, three seasons. That's a little bit concerning for me. Despite Ezekiel Elliott being healthy as an ox, ready to take the, the workload here, and all the receiving uh, weapons that they have. Defensively, they got a little bit better in the linebacking core. Defensive line, I'm still not buying it. Secondary, I still need to see something from them. And because of all that, uh, I think that the Cowboys will surprisingly be at the bottom at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, I think a lot of Cowboys fans are going to be very upset with it. You pick that too. Uh, Eagles fans, but yeah, I mean, that it could go either way with this team, this division. That's the thing about this division. I mean, you see it year to year. It's always kind of terrible and murky yeah, and you're not never sure. Know. People make late runs at the end and, and it's really, it's really tough to pick this one. So, I mean, we're throwing it out there, see if it sticks. Most likely, you know, we're, we're both wrong or whatever in it. It's something completely different. Who knows? You know, that's the thing about the NFCs. Oh, we got Michael Guerrero in the house with us. He just stopped in saying hi. He goes, uh, so he's, he's picking it. He said this last time he was on here. He goes, uh, Giants over the donkeys here week one. I, I hope so. But again, looking at that offensive line in preseason where they didn't even get a lot of uh, starting time, it looked pretty uh, porous. And, and, and Andrew Thomas looks like he's just a another swinging door again uh it reminds me of the time when we had eric flowers back there so i'm afraid a little bit you know when you see you know von miller and, and bradley chubb maybe come uh, pressuring uh, daniel jones from that side so and that's the thing about this giants team is daniel jones was pressured i think maybe the most i think last year um and and hit a lot and that's it when you want to say it, it, he's on a, a bubble year like he has a proving year he's got a get it done and show what he can it's really difficult when you've got guys on you after a few seconds here so i mean it's hard to make yourself look spectacular i mean uh, it's also tough too for that to, to even judge the offensive line last season because of injuries mm -hmm. i mean they were missing like two or three starting caliber linemen 
uh, for the big part of the year. Uh, so, I mean, how could you expect Daniel Jones to have time? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they can gel a little bit faster than what we they did in uh, last week's preseason game. Uh, and, and you look at and just like Andrew Thomas, like, listen, he, he needs help just like any other lineman. You know what I mean? So uh, he can't do everything. It can't be all hinged on him. The other guy's got to step up too. Will Hernandez coming back mm-hmm. healthy. He needs to step his game up. The uh, the center, uh, Shane Lemieux, is that, is that mm-hmm. uh, he's got to step his game up. Everybody's got to play better than what they did last year. If and they can do the that. The health concerns so with Shane be Lemieux, okay. they're not sure about. Um, Mike Tack gets in the house. He brings up, a, a, a again, a, a thing about the this offseason, uh, the, the preseason that has been crazy with cuts and trades and things. The Sean Wade trade, he says, is crazy. His junior year, Ohio State was considered a mid-first rounder. Then he stays his senior year, gets drafted in the sixth round, then gets traded during preseason from Baltimore to New England and almost gets cut. We see him in that one, I think it was the Giants game there, where he was hand-grabbing a bit and then fell over. It looked like he kind of just flopped even. Uh, You know, since the NFL's crazy, guys, but the craziest story of the year and maybe the decade already happened, Bishop Sycamore. (laughs) Uh, coaching in Columbus uh, before moving to Florida. I was skeptical at best, but when I heard about this school in quotes before shit hit the fan, can't wait for ESPN 30 for 30. And that will be most, uh, most definitely happen. Uh, that's pretty interesting. An online school that found their way onto ESPN and, and playing a game on feature on ESPN and their coach now getting fired due to like fraud uh, situations. And um, something to do with even with uh, the the um, the injury list and stuff like that. Uh, very interesting, uh, interesting uh, story in, in right there in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, but who knows? Stranger things happen. It's 2021, baby. So, I mean, anything can happen, you know. Uh, so let's, let's take a look at here. My picks now. Mine are going to be a bit different here from Joe. Uh, I'm going with. Washington football team again just because I think they have a stronger defense out of anybody in this division and and then it kind of equals out with everything else because a lot of offensive questions about a few of these teams Um, maybe not so much the Cowboys only question there is how healthy really is Dak Prescott because it's again they're keeping under lock and key Uh, not only did he have the the foot injury but now it's shoulders and and uh it, it, could he be an injury play guy that they had like with Tony Romo before it was decent can get you to some good games. But if you're constantly getting injured and, and hurt like that, it could be detrimental to your team. Yeah. I definitely worry that, about him. Yeah, absolutely. And then that offensive line has been issues for them. Um, so, and, and then look at the defense is Dan Quinn going to be the guy to be able to turn this team around on defense. Uh, we shall see with that. So just right. Overall, again, like I said before, with this division, there's always a lot of questions here. It's always going to be kind of murky. We've got Gardner Minshew getting traded now to the Philadelphia Eagles. What does that mean for Jalen Hurts now? Is there pressure on him to perform? Are they Have they totally bought into what he's selling? And, um, again, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you said, is he going to be that guy to get you over that hump, that right. echelon, to beat a team? Like, be so consistent. If you make the, the wild card again, uh, if it's not Tampa Bay, that's right there. It's going to be one of those other stronger NFC teams. Maybe you face the um, the Green Bay Packers if they happen to make the the, the playoffs there. Or do they have enough to beat that team? Uh, or again, will they try and go for Cam Newton? You know that might be in free agency. Does Tyler Heineke surprisingly step up and, and, and make some some waves on that team? 
I mean, he looked pretty good. The little bit of uh, that we've a seen of him that on the we've field. Seen. Yeah, yeah, it's enough. Even sometimes, although we've seen a lot, we've seen Brian Fitzpatrick dangle it out there enough to get you kind of teased and then kind of be like, ah, fizz out. And then the Giants, we already talked about it here. Now they made some trades, too, after uh, cuts and, and got Billy Price up in there. They've got Bredesen that, that they've uh, traded for, too, as well, from Baltimore. All so, again, yeah. trying to get some depth there, trying to figure out that offensive line because that's what it really is solely upon. That will get you um, your pass protection, what you needed. Um, maybe a little more run blocking, too, as well. We want to keep Saquon Barkley healthy back there. Uh, it's too much now. We've heard about Saquon being his injury prone, his shadow when he he's only it's been to the major major injury. <laughs> yeah, year. and since that he's been phenomenal. Come so on. if he can get a little more solid offensive line, that's not going to have guys in the backfield that instantly once you have the ball, then you have some room to run. And I also I like what uh, uh, Booker has been able to do also in in the preseason, and hopefully he can turn that into something in the regular season as well. And that defense is strong. It's hopefully next this uh, next year here they can continue off of what they started last year. But as you're seeing with a lot of teams too, injuries are starting to plague this team a little bit early on. You know, you're John Ross again, on and off. You've got Evan Ingram that came off the field injured. We haven't heard too much about his injury, how long it might be. Um, oh, Darius Tony also can, tr- you know, trying to balance his rap career instead of trying to play football. What is with these uh, guys? I don't get it there. The same, um, the same thing for like, uh, for Damon Arnett. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's another guy who was like, it seems like those type of guys that they're more worried about up starting their, their rap careers instead of concentrating on your actual job that you have, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a better athlete, a better NFL player. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, without this, you don't have that opportunity. You know what I mean? To pour, pour money into your rap career or whatever, or whatever your hobby is. Right. You know, so these guys got to wake up and, and hone in on their on their job. Listen, I would love to get paid millions of dollars to play a sport that I love. Didn't happen for me, but if I'll take your place, if you want, I got no problems. I'll be all focused, all in working out all the time. I'll be all about it. These guys got to get the same mindset. Absolutely. So if you take uh, all those listening on the podcast who can't see the visual, I have the Washington football team first, then the Dallas Cowboys. They can get it to get together enough to take second here. The the, the Giants again. I still have questions for myself, and, and I'm more of a, a hater on them myself. You know, as a fan, where I'm not sure what they are. So I put them at third, and then the Philadelphia Eagles running up the bottom here with um fourth because again i i'm not sure what their I, true identity is uh, for Nobody them right knows. now yeah who are they <laughs> maybe it'd be a scooby-doo pull off the mask <laughs> but all right joe now let's move on to the nfc north what do you got here taking the um, nfc north nfc north i got uh real hey aaron Rodgers returned to uh, you know uh wisconsin so we're all good there in green bay everything's all gravy uh their defense they got a strong defense returning Rodgers is there how could you not like what they got going on there in Green Bay? So Green Bay, I got number one in this division. Number two, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I just feel like they made some uh, enough improvements defensively, and you got to love their their duo that they have at receiver and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, with Kirk Cousins there behind this, this offensive line that is definitely improved, Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. I know he gets a bad re- reputation. But he's really not a bad quarterback, and with all the, the weapons that he has at his disposal, especially with Dalvin Cook in the backfield, I really think that they're going to uh, push for, for this division this, this season because it's got to be this season or bust. 
because Kirk Cousins' contract ends after this season, then what does Minnesota do? Do they move on and, and try to find the next future quarterback? Do they try to resign this guy and pay him even more money, which is kind of crazy to me? Uh, but a lot of decisions have to be made after this year. So I got them pushing for the division this year, coming in second, Chicago. I got the Bears finishing third in this division. And honestly, part of this decision for me was because who's going to start a quarterback? As of right now, it sounds like Andy Dalton will be the guy. So I don't have a whole lot of confidence, honestly, in Andy Dalton leading this offense. He's got weapons to, to throw the football to, but they got a little weaker on the offensive line position. Uh, tack, both tackles look a little shaky. Uh, and beyond that, their defense, which is now once again healthy, they look to, to come back strong this year to, to help kind of try to carry this offense yet again. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I have him finishing third. And then dead last, I got the Detroit Lions. This is not in reference to Jared Goff being the quarterback. This is not, has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do, but it's just really, honestly, it's the organization. Uh, listen, it looks like they're trying to build something there. Now that they got Goff, they got some weapons. But defensively, they still just haven't been, in, they just haven't been equal to whatever offense that they've, that, that they've had. And it's a little concerning. They're still in rebuild mode. Like now they have their quarterback. They got an offensive line. They have uh, the running back in Deandre Swift and a couple of receivers, but really nobody's that spectacular. So that kind of concerns me. And then um, they, and then they, this week they just released uh Brashad Perryman mm -hmm. who was penciled in as a starter. And now what does that tell you? Like, okay, they're not happy with Perryman, but like, mm -hmm. who's going to step up and take a spot. So uh, defensively, I still I see a lot of holes there, uh, so I got them finishing last for me. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, go right along with you and and on the same type of basis here uh, and pick the same thing. So I've got Green Bay at f placing first, uh, the Vikings here at second, the Chicago Bears at third, and then the the Detroit Lions again. Detroit Lions building, we know this. Uh, the the Bears, they're uh, you know depleting as, as we go. I think on on defense and then. Um, with with the quarterback situation, like you said, so far it's Andy Dalton. Will it be Justin Fields. That might be a bit of a spark here to light under them to force. I think the uh, the the Vikings here and perhaps make a run at second. But right now, I think it's the Green Bay Packers division to lose at this point. And um, Kirk Cousins near the ten, tail end of his uh, tender there here with uh, the the Vikings. Uh, but they also had found something nice with Justin Jefferson last year, looking to try and keep that going a second year here with Adam Thielen on the other side. Uh, but again, that defense has been starting to uh, to uh, grow some some uh, some leaves as well. You know, yeah, they got a little, little bit of talent something. that they're working with and, and they just got to fully develop there. Mm -hmm. All right. So so far now, let's take a look at the uh, NFC South now, Joe, and see who you have for the NFC South. Uh, before I get to the NFC South real quick, I just want to give a shout out to every, all the supporters that we have uh, for our channel on YouTube, Facebook, and any anywhere podcasts are offered. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Thanks for the support. If you would like to, we would really appreciate it if you could even grow our name even bigger. Follow, share, like, do whatever you got to do. Comment down below. Any questions that you may have about your team, about fantasy football, about anything related to the NFL, of course. Uh, we will gladly help you guys out, and we want you to interact with us. Jump, jump in. Mike Tackett did. Michael Guerrero did to name a couple. But it's an interactive show. So mm -hmm. 
uh sorry about the podcasters out there won't be able to participate but other than that uh feel free to drop a line down below let us know we are on youtube or facebook football on the no show you can search us up on hit the subscribe button to lock it in on youtube become a member on facebook and we're also over at twitter at fb underscore no if you want to follow us even further Thanks, everybody. Absolutely. Fantasy football season. We just did our draft last Friday night. Uh, we will be posting our uh, lineup who, uh, that we uh, end up drafting. I see let us uh, show you guys and see, tell us how you think we did. And then also you guys as well in the comments, join our Facebook group, uh, Football on the No Show. And again, leave yours out there. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. How do you think you did? You know, let's ask others how they think you did. Uh, let us know. Uh, let's get, let's have a lot of fun this upcoming season here. Because uh, again, definitely. Let's turn the page on. This, Absolutely. You know? We can both, you know, bounce ideas off each other. You know, what you think about this matchup this week, that matchup that week. And not to mention for the first time, me and Jim, uh, were involved in this fantasy draft of ours. It was a 14 team league, mm -hmm. which I've never done. I thought that was kind of crazy. Uh, the most we've done is 12, mm -hmm. but 14. <laughs> yeah, that it, was something that was intense, but you know what? <laughs> Luckily it was done online. Uh, so there's a ticker going and a two minute, everybody so had everybody had to, had to go through, but it, yeah. I think it ran really smoothly. It was fun. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, so uh, Joe, you know, and that reminds me too. And since we are talking and sharing and, and talking about our, our friends here, why don't you tell us about our friends here at Johnstone Supply? Yeah, our boys at Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York. If you're from the Capital Region, uh, if you're looking to upgrade uh, your heating, your ventilation, your air conditioning, anything like that, uh, our boys at Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York, are your place to go to. Uh, this month, they're offering up a Fujitsu ductless splits. Uh, we're talking about energy saving ultra temp model for your home right now. They're carrying also the new J series VRF systems. These systems will be more efficient, flexible for any setup that you may have at your home. Plus in stock, they have the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu for the more basic cost efficient option. Uh, for more information, give them a ring 518-272-5922. That's 518-272-5922. Five nine two two, and you can also visit them on Sixth Avenue in Troy, New York, or call and, and or call them up and talk to one of our boys, Tom, James, or even Kevin, and tell them that you heard from about Johnstone Supply from us right here at Football on the Know from Godzilla Media. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. We really appreciate you guys supporting us and uh, Johnstone Supply and Mohawk Honda and Buck Environmental Solutions. But let's get back now to our picks here. What do you guys do? Throw them out there too in the comments. I see you guys are are watching here. Um what do you think for your picks for the division? Throw them out there too. Whether you agree with us or not to throw Mine them out there. Mine are terrible. I'll tell you that right now. I don't, I don't even like my picks. So. There you I don't go. Like them. So let's move it on to the uh, <laughs> NFC South. Uh, let's take a look, Joe. What do you got? NFC now South. I'm like, how could you not go with the Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they haven't even lost anybody? Mm. They didn't lose any free agents. I was absolutely shocked. I thought for sure Shaq Barrett what? was on the move. I thought for sure, you know, uh, uh, Chris Godwin was going to be on the move. I thought for sure that they were going to lose a couple of pieces. But not only did they manage to maintain everybody and keep them in wraps. Uh, they're looking to make another run. So, I mean, how could you bet against them having basically the same team? Boom. Uh, Tampa Bay got winning the division. And then after that is kind of where it kind of gets a little tricky because there's a lot of different changes made in this division. you got Carolina Panthers now. I got them finishing second as of right now. They got Sam Darnold. Yes, they got the quarterback that everybody used to like to joke about in as a New York Jet. I think he's going to get 
for the first time, I feel like he's going to be have all the opportunity in the world with better weapons, a better offensive line, and what the heck? You got Christian McCaffrey right behind you now, too. Uh, so plenty of support in, uh, offensively, and why not? And then you got a young, up-and-coming defense that is only getting better the last couple of seasons. So I just think that this team overall is not only very young because they average the age of 24 years old. Uh, I think they're the second youngest team in the league on average, but also they're growing together. So this team could potentially be amazing in the next two to three years. Uh, but I feel like they're going to push for this division as soon as this year. I don't think they'll necessarily win it at the end because Tampa Bay is just stacked. But I think that they could easily make a push. And maybe, who knows, maybe wild card might be in the future. We'll have to wait and see. And after that, I got the New Orleans Saints finishing third. Yes, the, the New Orleans Saints. Listen, no more Drew Brees. So it's going to be like, we already seen that Jameis Winston is now designated as a starter, like much like we kind of predicted. Mm -hmm. uh, and Taysom Hill still going to fill that gadget role that he used to have when Drew Brees was there. So this team could look very different offensively. The only problem that they have right now is that Michael Thomas will be gone what looks like uh, for probably the first half of the season, which is a big loss. But beyond that, they have a nice, young, upcoming stud of a kid at wide receiver, Marcus Calloway. I'm telling you right now, watch out for this kid. He's going to light it up all year, even when Thomas comes back. Uh, so there's a lot of nice things to, to follow with the Saints team. But I think I feel like for me, defensively, they lost. Some some players offensively, they lost some players, and now with the change of quarterback, I really don't know what to expect from the Saints. Mm -hmm. I still think they're going to, you know, obviously they're going to win some games and everything, but because of the uncertainty, I got to kind of have them finishing Slayton in third right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and last but not least, I'm sorry, my brother's an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, I have them finishing last in the division, and it's and it's what. It, has to go with is because defensively nothing's really changed yes they got a new defensive coordinator they got a cup they got a uh, aj terrell returning who was held who was out last season he's on his second year uh hopefully he can make a difference at, at corner cornerback for them and a lot of the same guys are still there right you got Deion jones you got grady jarrett to name a couple uh but beyond that i don't think they're a complete defense yet and they're still got to rebuild that side of the ball so because of that and and offensively for the Atlanta Falcons, listen, Julio Jones is no longer there. They are relying on Kevin Ridley, who I think could definitely handle himself as the number one receiver. He's going to come out like gangbusters this year. And not to mention, don't forget, don't sleep on this guy. Fantasy owners, pay attention. Russell Gage opposite Kevin Ridley. He looks to cash in this year in fantasy as well. And Mike Davis at running back, underrated guy. I think he's going to do very well for Atlanta. But unfortunately, I got Atlanta finishing last. All right, Mike Jackett joins us here tonight again, and he's got his picks out here. Joe says he can't wait to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> me, too, me too, Mike. Me yeah, too. absolutely. So uh, he says for the NFC East, he's got Washington football team, Dallas, Giants, Philly. He agrees okay. with me there. Okay, the North, Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. He he uh, agrees with us there as well. And uh, what else? He has, he has the, uh, the West, Seattle, Arizona, LA, LA San, San Francisco. Fran. Well, he's and, San Fran last. Oh, that was uh, the West. Sorry, the West, and then the South. He's got Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina. All right, now he's he says AFC. Now East is Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. 
uh, I think that's what you had said, maybe. Yeah, I think sure. that's yeah, yeah. one point. Uh, that's all right. So we're just yeah, yeah. The North: uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. He's got the West: Kansas City, Vegas, the Chargers, and then Denver. Agreed with you there. And then finally, the South: Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and the Houston Texans. The AFC Championship. He's going further than Calling that. The out. Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City. Woo! Woo. Wow! Woo. There you go. Kansas Let's City go. Just championship team so it's gonna be buffalo there nfc championship green bay over tampa bay oh, wow wow look at this guy oh, Yo, like Joe, it. you know he's a green like bay it. fan too so i mean you That's gotta okay. see where it's coming let him go let him have that play. listen you got one year with aaron Rodgers. gotta count right yeah, yeah well, he's got it with that so he says he goes green bay uh over tampa bay right there to get to the super bowl and then green bay and over green buffalo. bay over buffalo rogers, rogers leaves green, green bay, bay hoisting the lombardi yeah. There that you would go. be a storybook ending if I ever ever think. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's open. That's what any Green Bay fan could be right. for right, right now. Absolutely, at this point, right? got to. Got to I mean, the stars. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I mean, anything can happen. We we we've seen things like this happen before. He agreed with us on a few of our picks there. So I mean, that, that could be bad or it could be good too as well. I mean, <laughs> we could know, all be wrong together. We, yeah, exactly. We've seen stranger things happen, <laughs> but um, uh, mine's a little different from what you got you have here and i'm going with tampa bay of course you know so we're gonna see that and i went with the saints here too just because again uh, i like the uh the sean payton coaching tree and how it happens uh, and what he does uh and we've seen james winston kind of take a step forward with this team now that he has the full reins of the uh, of the of the team how is it gonna go because we've seen him be a leader for the tampa bay buccaneers and vocally, you know, get a little weird with the eating really views weird. and everything and stuff. Really How weird. much of that is even toned down? Because also when in Tampa Bay, he was, what, shoplifting, like, crab, crab legs. legs and that everything. Was in kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. whatever. And he was a little out of there. So let's see. It looks like he's maybe turned that leaf. He has won the, uh, a starting job, even in my eyes, too, because that last game that he played, he played really well. And like you said, hitting um, Callaway on some of those passes deep, yeah. they were nice and right right where they needed to be. Putting it on that deep ball, something that Taysom Hill doesn't really have. He's more of a short game and, and run. Quick gadget and guy. Kind of he's get a gadget guy. Um, so he's kind of won it in my eyes. And I just think uh, for the Carolina Panthers, I think, again, it's a feel it out kind of thing um, with this team for me as well. Uh, at least I'm not sure exactly where they're going. I would like to see Sam Darnold uh, get better and, and kind of uh, shut down all the haters that we had here in, in New York with, when he was with the jets, uh, have a different scenery, work with Robbie Anderson and, and others out there to, to get better. And, and also having Christian McCaffrey as your running bear back there too, as well. Doesn't, doesn't hurt, you know, and that run, uh, that young coach of Matt rule. So, I'm excited for them, and that's why with this, I'm putting them in third. It could go either or, though, or second and third flip flop. But I'm go also guarantee. Uh, I'm I'm agreeing with you on the Atlanta Falcons. I think just it was even before I think losing Julio Jones. I think we've kind of seen this team kind of trend downwards. Um, you can only do so much here uh, with just airing it out as much as you could without a running game. They've been struggling there, but like you said. Oh, Mike Davis, we really year. like what they have here, um, but I think it's kind of like a, a down year, and hopefully they can bounce back and return to what they were before. But it's really tough when you've got teams that are just as competitive like the, the Panthers here, the Saints, and the Buccaneers here who are not going away. So No, and the Falcons, to be fair, I mean, 
offensively, I think they can compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think that's where you've seen a lot of more holes, and they still need to do a lot more rebuilding there. And that's kind of why uh, we both have them at the at the bottom of the division. It's not necessarily because we think that they're a bad team. It's just they still got some things to work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Tom. Uh, what did I say? Uh, Mike Tacke and uh, he had uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, and then he thinks Carolina is going to finish last in that one. So we'll see what happens with that. But now, finally, we're going to move on to the. NFC West and Joe, take it away. What do you got? Well, uh, for the West, it's just, it's a mess. I, I, to be <laughs> honest with you, this is an absolute mess. I was basically rolling the dice to pick, pick placement here. I, I really don't. This is probably never going to end the way anybody thinks it's going to end. Uh, a lot of changes have been made across the board with this division. You got the card. I have the Cardinals finishing first based on potential. Like, mm-hmm. They did, they did a lot uh, uh made a lot of moves and a lot of really good moves. Uh right now, I mean, when you've got a, a, a pass rushing tandem like Chandler Jones and JJ Watt, uh that's scary. Uh not to mention sprinkling a lot of the young, young up-and-coming players they got on that defense and adding uh better corners. What's not to like? The only problem now that I'm realizing as I'm talking is that Malcolm Butler is retiring. So a guy that they signed in free agency to take over one of those corner spots is now retiring. So hopefully they either got the next guy, next guy up mentality, or maybe they have their eyes set on somebody else via trade or maybe a free agent pickup that they might be able to bring in to uh, help fill that void. But nonetheless, uh, a lot of upside with this team. Uh, the 49ers, I got them second. Listen, we've seen what they could do with just Jimmy G. And a healthy offense and verse and also with a healthy defense. This defense was injured last year. Same thing with the offensive line and and receivers were in and out of the lineup week to week. Uh, but now it looks like everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to go. Nick Bosa is back, baby. Uh, so there's a lot to love about this Niner defense. Uh, and then to go with that offensively. Here's the thing is it looks like Jimmy G is going to be the starter, but. What I witnessed in preseason, especially the last preseason game, is they had not only had Jimmy G play, but they had Trey Lance play also, like kind of like rotating quarterbacks, uh, series to series or or certain downs. They had Trey Lance in versus Jimmy G. So I wonder if this kind of philosophy is going to follow them into the season. If they're going to use more like a a dual quarterback, uh, you know, scenario this upcoming year, which usually doesn't work out in the NFL, but. We'll wait and see. At the very least, we'll keep everybody off balance, right? Uh, so I got the Niners finishing second. The Rams, I feel like they lost too much on the defensive side. I don't think people really realize that. Like, oh, they still got Donald. They still got Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, but they lost the one of the best safeties in football back there, and John Johnson the third. They don't have him. Opposite Ramsey, they they, they lost their corner. They got, they got a young guy that hopefully can lock it down on the other side. So there's a lot of what ifs, especially at linebacker. So um, I think a lot of changes have been made with the Rams, which is why I have them going a little, you know, falling back a little farther. I do love their offense, though. So I think that would be the one upside of them. Uh, I got them finishing third. And the C- Seattle Seahawks, listen, this is not to dog the Seahawks or anything. If you go back three, four years in a row, there's been a different division winner almost every single season. So this could really flip-flop. It could change. I mean, a lot of things. I don't I don't cement these picks in at all. Uh, but I got Seattle Seahawks finishing last. 
Uh, listen, uh, KJ Wright is still out there in free agency. I wonder if he'll come back. If he comes back, that'll definitely help improve this defense. But there's some players that are missing. Defensive line does not strike fear in anybody's hearts. I don't think they got better there. I think they got a little weaker uh, with KJ Wright not being there at, at linebacker, even though they got some young up-and-coming players. Uh, and offensively, it's kind of the same thing. It, it seems to me like Seattle's offense always bails out the defense a lot of the time. So I don't know how much longer they can do that. Uh, so I think that the Rams and Seahawks are kind of battling this kind of position out. But in the end, I got Seattle kind of faltering there, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Again, again, when we look at Mike Takas, he's so got crazy. Seattle winning it, and then he says the the Cardinals, then the, the Rams, and then the 49ers. So it's anybody's guess. This team, again, this division's going to be really tight, and we might get a couple teams that make the playoffs out of this one as well. We've seen stranger things happen, too, with, with this. Um, but let's take a look at my picks here. Mine are a, a bit different as well, but I'm going to go with my gut here too on the care on the uh, Arizona Cardinals as well. And just say second year now, again, with this um, uh, offense going, Kyler Murray, get better, getting some other weapons too around there too. And, and again, in this defense. So I think they're going to take a step forward here and, and take this division. Now, now that some of these other teams um, have like some other type of issues with like, uh, Matthew Stafford coming in now, like you said, uh, the, the Rams losing a little bit on defense. The, the 49ers, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to go Jimmy G or, or Trey Lance again. Is it going to Jimmy G? And then everybody's calling for his head once he makes a few too many mistakes or whatnot. Um, so I'm going to go with the the, the, Carol, the the Cardinals here. And then I'm going to sneak in the Los Angeles Rams here. I just think they're going to do enough. I think Matthew Stafford just alone, I think, is enough to get this team a little further over the edge. And it, you even saw this team last year with what they had. We're able to sneak in and backdoor into this uh, playoffs too as well and, and make a, a pretty decent run too. So it's very uh, they're a very surprising team, and you can't always – count out Sean McVay here. I think he always has something up his sleeve, and I think this is a great position for Matthew Stafford to be in. The 49ers, again, that defense coming back nice and strong and healthy. Hopefully they can keep it together. Um, they're always going to be running the football back and forth. Uh, you, Like you said, Jimmy G right there, but then Trey Lance. I think if they do make the switch to Trey Lance, that potentially could be a whole other animal for them that can surge them further up in this division. So that could be pivotal for this. That's why I'm kind of questioning what's going on there. So again, I'm sitting those type of teams for me back at third, cause they can make that jump, you know, here and there. Um, but then the Seahawks again, for me, it's the same old song and dance. Uh, they tried to help out the, the offensive line here, but I think it's going to be, Russell Wilson, again, trying to do the best he can to get this uh, offense going. And if you can contain him, then it, that's pretty much it. You know, and that's tough to do even, but he's going to get his. But we saw a little bit last year on an MVP run and then kind of stifled a little bit, um, always taking pressure. And I see that a little bit this year. And and not to say that they're going to suck, like, like you're saying here, happen to be last in this division, but it's a very tight division. And it's a where tough division it's to pick, be, for sure. So it could even be up and down. So, right. Who knows? And again, what do we know? We're, this is what we think here. Um, it could be completely different. Injuries come in play. COVID could possibly come into play again with this, this season. We're not sure. So a lot to be said. We're hoping not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of things going on. Let's get back uh, to real Mike, life. Yeah. Mike Tackett says today's alternative news. Uh, 
headline. Bucks named a 44-year-old former six-round pick, their week one starter, over former 10th overall pick, Blaine Gabbert. Let's hope Tampa Bay <laughs> knows what they're doing. I mean that's 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 good. I love that. It just uh, yeah. Good old yeah. Tom Brady uh is a little humor is there. Story. I like yeah. that because I mean, that's funny. Imagine if they did kind of you know that's what a headline would be if you know it wasn't Tom right? Brady and you're like, yep, you're going with this guy instead. How could I mean, they? Uh, how about Blaine Gabbert too though? I mean, always getting that he's kind of that quarterback that's again kind of been set into a starting role at times when he had to and done okay to get some teams going, but never really. Uh, shined either well, as well. I mean, you know, he's for, a good, solid backup, I think. For Blaine Gabbert, the little bit of time that he's actually been given, listen, he was pretty successful with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he came in the league there, and he did well. But he, they, they just didn't have a surrounding cast around him at the time. They were still kind of trying to figure things out, uh, trying to build up uh, for it. But then there reaches a point where a franchise with a new coaching regime comes in, and it's not their guy. So he ends up getting casted out and goes elsewhere and trying to to go from backup to try to become a starter and then just ends up just team to team just kind of is not their guy. You know what I mean? Like he's being brought in as a backup. And usually when you start to follow into that kind of train of position, it's like you're stuck there. You know what I mean? It's like purgatory for a quarterback. Uh, so unfortunately, Gabbert really hasn't had a, a chance to shine as the starter with with a, a good team around him. And for Blaine Gabbert, listen, he's landed in the perfect position as a backup. Uh, listen, Tampa Bay, Gabbert's not that bad of a quarterback. We've seen flashes in with the 49ers, how good he could be, how good he potentially could be. Uh, now he's with Tampa. He's learning from the best now. So with, with Tom Brady there, kind of teaching him, maybe get, showing him a few pointers he didn't realize uh, to improve his game. And what's to say, like, when Tom Brady is done, like, it, it could be by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we all heard Tom Brady say, I want to play till I'm 45. Well, he's 44. He's going to be 45. Mm -hmm. And does that mean, like, I thought for sure that Tom Brady might have gone out last season because he was on top. He won another chip, uh, another Super Bowl ring, and he's could ride off into the sunset. You know what I mean? One of the most successful quarterbacks in NFL history. But I'm surprised that he decided to come back. Because it is extremely hard to make it back to that Super Bowl, uh, the back-to-back uh, -back seasons. And not only that, but also to win it on top of that. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it could work out for Tom. Maybe he gets back there, wins another one, and then rides off at 45. So, we'll see. Who knows? We, we shall see. Again, whenever you think it's done, it's not over. And uh, he's one of the toughest competitors out there. I'll give him that much. Uh, but uh, that's it for our show tonight. Well, we really appreciate you guys joining us uh, with us tonight. Again, next week, there's it's going to be uh, we're going to do the pickums. That competition's coming back. I mean, the NFL season starting. We're yes, trying yes. to book some live shows coming up forward in the next season too, as well. So look out for that. Next week, I'm bringing back Ask Siri too, as well. That segment's coming back. And don't forget, also we got. The in the know fact of the day. I'm going to be bringing that stuff back too as well. It's about time. It's about time. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I got a good one coming up for you guys. I almost pulled it out this week because one of those guys happened to be cut from a team this year uh, that I had a fact about. But maybe I'll throw it out there still next 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 week. So uh, we'll find Definitely. out. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure uh, you guys like and share the the, the video. Join uh, our group and also subscribe to us on YouTube Football on the No Show. Hit the like button and um, subscribe and the notification bell. All right, thanks a lot, and we will see you guys next time.
Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more Football on the Know with Jim and Joe.